This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Braintree, code for easy online payments. To learn more right now, please visit braintreepayments.com slash supertrain. Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Well, you know, I've, I'm starting off with a little bit of a complaint. Mm. I, uh, I thought I had a life hack. Oh, no. Yep. I, uh, you know, I, I've been using the same coffee cup here for a while. I really love my coffee machine, but I was like, it's bad to keep using the same coffee cup over and over without really washing it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what am I going to do? Oh, right. In the pantry, I have a thousand little disposable white cups that people bring to parties and stuff. I'll just take the cups down. That'll be, it's, it's bad. It's not eco-friendly, but these cups were already made. Yeah. Right? They, were, they were headed to the landfill It's like, anyway. it's like fur coats. You don't want to have one made, but you, it's okay to adopt one. Right. right, 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 right. So I get down here. I got my stack of cups. I'm feeling like a real smart guy. I put them in the coffee machine. Turns out the cup isn't quite big enough for the, for the long shot. So the coffee was pouring over oh, the side a little bit. And then I reached to pick it up, and the cup is not made to handle hot liquids either. It's too flimsy. Oh, no. So then it spilled on my pants, and it spilled on my hand, and it's hot. Oh, my God. What a horrible way to start your day. I'm so sorry. Uh, you want to start oh, over? Oh, no. I mean, how do you push a reset button on something like that? Do you keep extra pants at the office? Trousers? You know, the fact is I do. But I just don't know if they are uh, they're, if they're right for this weather. Mm. What's what? Oh, let me go look. Let's see here. Yeah. Check on the Seattle weather. It's kind of a nice day. Okay. It's getting there. As we say, it's getting there. Getting there. Getting there. Getting there. Uh, Fortnite, we're back, once again, back to 490 James Street. Uh-huh. Uh, it looks like it's uh, mostly cloudy in 48. Feels like 46. Hmm. It's going to be mostly cloudy uh, for the next hour with rain starting this afternoon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, these pants are some very old, very cool, heavy, heavy wool hunting pants. Pants that you could, they're kind of last of the Mohican pants. You know what I mean? Like mm. they, you could go down the St. Lawrence River in a birch bark canoe in these pants and at least your legs wouldn't be cold. That's nice. That's super specific. Yeah, right? The pants, well, the pants of Cooper. <laughs> James Fenimore Cooper pants, we called him. And so, I mean, he wouldn't have had access to these pants. No, he was writing about the pants. It's uh, Ramona well, Clay. Yeah, right, exactly. He was he was wearing deer uh, suede, deer suede <laughs> deer, deer pants. pants. But these are like, these are what the people of the 40s built to, to, to not make you have to wear deer stalker deer stalker pants, <laughs> right? These the, listen, the nineties are gonna make the sixties look like the fifties. <laughs> mm. Oh, I'm so sorry. I uh, I don't like to brag. No, you you know that about no, me. No, that's right? the last thing you like to do. Uh, and I'm I'm kind of mostly out of the the life hacks racket at this point. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I I kind of killed it last night. Oh, you life hacked? I life hacked. Um, you know, I dress the same pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. And one of the staples of my wardrobe is uh, just under half a dozen of these American apparel long sleeve t-shirts. It's a good t-shirt. It, it's, it's a t-shirt with long sleeves, and it's 
It's very comfortable. Amer- American made in an American made sweatshop. <laughs> <laughs> but my problem is between bacon grease and bleach, I end up ruining a lot of shirts. Oh. Like, the thing is with bleach, you need very, very, very little exposure to bleach. Yeah, you got to be careful with bleach. So I've had this one that I really like. It's one of my favorites. It's a, it's a black one. And uh, I've had it for, I don't know, three, four, five years. And it had a bleach, like an orange, mm-hmm. orange-white bleach stain uh, on the, right on the abdomen, like mm. the size of a pin. Oh. Like just big enough to, to be noticeable and make it look like you're wearing a shirt with bleach on it. Mm-hmm. And can you guess what I did? Mm, did you speckle the whole shirt with bleach so you looked like a like a American apparel bleach leopard? <laughs> Get over here, you. <laughs> uh, that was good. That I would be boiling the ocean that way, although uh, I think that's a good direction. Listen, if we already, don't want to boil the ocean. If you're heavily committed to the bleach lifestyle. <laughs> one word, Sharpie. What? Oh, Sharpie, pow. I was sitting there, I was looking, I was like, oh, I already look so shitty as it is. I'm wearing my pants that I always wear. My pants that can stand on their own. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to class it up. I had to go out somewhere. I had to visit with people. Yeah. And so uh, I took a Sharpie with two little strokes of a Sharpie. Ugh. Nobody knows the difference. That's wonderful. Isn't that a life hack? Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, I, I, uh, I've i used a Sharpie for a similar purpose. You know, I, have, I had a leather jacket for many, many years uh, starting in the 1980s. This is the one with the liquid paper on it? Yeah, and at a certain point in the early, early 90s, I was like, you know, this leather jacket would be better with some white accents, so I put, so, so I put white out on it all over it, frankly. Did you make a skull? No, 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 no. I didn't draw on it, but I just went down all the seams, you know. Oh, you did the, sort of like like military tunic highlights. Yeah, right. Like a like a little like a little bunting, <laughs> like, except, like the blazer of the guy on the prisoner. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> except I did it with white out on the on the leather jacket, and I really liked it. It just you know it really because you see the brush strokes, you see the impasto. Well, yeah, but I mean you know I did a few I did a few layers. I used a couple of things of, of liquid paper, mm-hmm. and then as the years went on, so that was you know early early nineties. Wore that to some Soundgarden shows. Uh, in bars, you know, back in the old days. And then at a certain point along the way, uh, I discovered white ink pens. Yeah. And, you know, the 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 whiteout kind of crumbles. There's a kind of laundry marker you can get mm-hmm. that is, I don't know if it's what you're talking about, it's almost like a little can of paint in the yeah. shape of a pen. Yeah. And you push down on this big nib, and that makes like, it's really, it works really well. They're beautiful. Little paint things. And some of them have a little pearlescence to them. Mm. So I so I got one of those and I went over the you know the stuff with this this like little paint pen and then I was really popping. But then at a certain point in the in the two thousands, kind of long past the point that I should have been wearing around a like a leather jacket full of flair, like a motorcycle jacket. You know? mm-hmm. I was like, that's a little too flash. I I, I kind of went overboard, and so then I took a sharpie. And I went back over the liquid paper in, you know, select ways so that I toned it down a little bit. Almost like a, almost like a cover-up tattoo. Yeah, right. And this, and the Sharpie more or less returned the jacket to, to its original sort of leather color. And I was wow. like, wow, all you have to do, really, a Sharpie is so good for everything. Uh, and I think, I, I think I'm actually, Merlin, I'm actually going to put that jacket on 
the eBay store. You've been talking about this for a while. It's, it's too big for you. It's a little too big. I mean, it, you know, I used to wear it with a sweater, even though that's not the canonical uh, motorcycle jacket vibe. That's not unusual, though. I mean, like, I buy my Doc Martens a little bit big because I'm exactly between the two British sizes. Mm -hmm. So I just know to wear fluffy socks. That's just part of the, that's part of the ensemble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was my thinking at the time. You know, the, at the time, right, I've, I mean, I've probably said this before, but, you, you know, when you're big, it's hard to find things that fit you well. And then when you do find stuff, you're like, oh, I should get the biggest. Mm -hmm. Because you're so used to, you know, to having things that don't fit. So it was like, ah, get the biggest, ah! Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it was fine. It's great for layering. But, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, the, 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 when I wear a motorcycle jacket out now, it just looks uh, like a dad in a motorcycle jacket. Oh, I, hate, no. I hate to say that. Um. Have you done any more uh, stuff to get started with the eBay store? <sighs> well, I don't, you know, far be it from me to come on this program and talk shit about eBay. Mm -hmm. But I put a lot of work into getting my stuff up there. You know, I, I did, I probably did 20 items where I put in seven pictures and long descriptions of them and put in all their, filled in all their their categories and then you know how you know how i am i i, I didn't want to just launch it i wanted to kind of let it stew a little bit and and think about it and i didn't want to just go live because mm. once you're live it's it's an auction it's like you can't take it back it's running and so i didn't want to let the rabbits out of the gate you know in the big rabbit race mm-hmm and so I sat on it for a while, and I thought about it, and I looked at it, and I sat on it. And it said right there, uh, these things go, what, what happens? The, we, we keep these, they say it real casual. We keep these for 30 days. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I don't know. Why would you ever, why would you, you could do a Skype thing where you're like, your money has gone dormant. It oh, yeah, your money gets dormant on the internet. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything, because you go on, you push a button, and the money comes back. But it must be some tax thing, right? You, so you got to get it off the books after you a get it off the books. It went dormant. You push a button, the money comes back. This is why I don't like banks. The whole idea of money going dormant is very troubling to me. Mm. Seems like to me, if any, if it can go dormant, it wasn't money. It's well, yeah, exactly, because money's fake. But it was, but you know, on Skype, they've t they've conned me into putting I don't know how much I have on Skype now, fifty bucks or something like that. Because every time I go on, they're like, "You don't have any money." And I'm like, shit, all right, uh, I put more money in. What do, like, you, what do you spend money on on Skype? Are you, are you buying like clothes for cats or something? What do you <laughs> no, I mean, I put money on Skype because I, like uh, I like to call people in Europe oh, okay. or something. You know, I like to call <laughs> people on their, on their phones. Uh -huh. And Skype's like, you can't do that. You have to pay money for that. So I go, uh, all right, all right, all right. I put money in, and I'm like, and then they're like, oh, do you want to go over here where your other money was? I did that with Google Voice. I still have ten dollars in Google Voice, and I have no idea how to spend it. Yeah, right. What's it? What is it for? I'm not sure why I did it. You know, seeing something with a zero balance, you know, it's troubling. Yeah, I don't like a zero balance, but I also, you know, I also don't mind a zero balance if it's a thing I'm not going to use. Yeah. But so anyway, I did all this work to get my eBay store ready, and then I was like. You know, I kind of wanted to have some fanfare when I launched it. I wanted there to be a, like, maybe hire a band, uh, you know, maybe some rip-torn confetti. 
You know, like, wow, woohoo! Rip, Rip Taylor. Rip Taylor. <laughs> Not Rip Torn. He didn't have confetti. Rip Taylor. He's a Larry Sanders guy. Rip Torn? Rip I Taylor. I think so. No, wait a minute. Rip Taylor, Rip Taylor is the colorful uh, comedian with the confetti buckets, and Rip Torn is the, uh, is the Hollywood actor. Oh, I see. And Sorry. and Rick Rick Taylor was the was the guitar player for the for the Faces. No, no, I think you're thinking of Mick Taylor, or, or you might be thinking of Charles Nelson Riley, or or mm. possibly uh, Rick Flair. The uh, oh, it, it's Rick Flair. That's Rick who Flair. I was thinking Rick of. Flair yeah. was the, was the guitarist with uh, with Ronnie Lane in the Faces. Right. Okay. So anyway, so I went, I finally went back on my eBay store a couple of days ago. Kind of ready to. I wasn't ready to launch it. Let's be honest. But I wanted to look at it again and get it more ready. You need time to sit with it, right? That's you want to make it, sure it's it. all right. Like you say, once it's up. I mean, I, I I totally know what you mean. You want to be able to just. I'm going to come and look at this. I'm going to not look at this for a while. It's like drafting something. Yeah. Like thank I want you. to spend a lot of time on this, and then I want to not think about it for a week or so. Mm-hmm. I come back. I look at. I might just look at a little bit. Mm. Like what's what's the hurry here, Johnny? Mm, that's right. What's the hurry? I'll come back a little bit later. In the, in the fullness of time, I will know when this is ready. This will tell me when it is ready. Yeah, exactly. thank you. That's exactly right. I'm not saying when the eBay store is ready. The eBay store is telling me when it's ready. And, you know, and when I launch it, I want all those people that are interested in it to be sitting out there with their virtual catcher's mitts, mm-hmm. ready to receive the pitch. With their virtual money. With their, with their, that's right, with their dormant money. Hopefully non-dormant um, money. Ready to reactivate the money to, to bid on the things. I go back there, and so the, all the words that I wrote is still there, which is nice. I'm glad for that. But all of the pictures are just, um, have grayed out, or they've turned into what? those little, those little fake, uh, like, like pol- placeholders? Yeah, Polaroid-looking things. Polaroid-looking placeholders. And I'm searching all around. And and then, so I have a pretty new laptop. Let's be honest. I bought it when um, I well, I bought it when everything got stolen in the great uh, in the great uh, uh, possum oh, caper. So you've had it for almost exactly a year. Well, I didn't buy it right away. So, I but less than it. a year. Yeah, nine it definitely since Steve Jobs died. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a post Steve Jobs one. Okay, I mean it's not like. It's not worth anything, mm-hmm. right? Not like those pre-Steve Jobs computers. Do you remember what you got? What model it is? It's the uh, I didn't get the Air. You got because, did, did because you get the, the MacBook with one port, or you got a MacBook with more than one port? I got that. They got I got more than one port. Okay, good, I didn't, good, okay. I didn't just want a one oh, port. Oh, it's very controversial. Mac. It's very controversial. Oh, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Got it. That's, uh, a good, that's a good computer. It's a nice computer. But so I'm doing this on the I'm doing this on the I'm looking at my eBay and I'm like, where would my stores go or my 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 pictures go? And then what pops up? Oh, your Adobe Flash plugin isn't current. Mm. Oh, because I'm using Chrome. Sorry, I should have said. Mm-hmm. And so I could go, oh, shit, you know? So I'm going around trying to f- update my Adobe. <laughs> and then I get to a place where I'm trying to update my Adobe, and Chrome says, well, listen, if you update your Chrome... Your, it automatically updates your Adobe. Hmm. I'm like, oh, so I got to update Chrome. And then I'm in there monkeying around, and it says, hey, wouldn't you like to update your OS to El Capitan? Oh, sure. I'm like, I don't know, I guess. Hmm. Yes? 
Is that mm-hmm. the? I mean, when when Apple offers you the opportunity to update your software, that's usually a mixed bag of of fruits and nuts. It's it's it used to be an easier to answer question, and I think the answer over time has become more complicated. I think yeah. the answer is I'm not sure. Can you tell me more about what that means? <laughs> that's right. That's exactly it used how to me I it made your computer work faster. Now it might might make your computer not work as much. Not work as much is exactly right. And so I'm like, ah, it's a new, it's a very new computer. So I feel like upgrading to El Capitan is a thing that if this computer, which is seven and a half months old, can't handle it, it mm-hmm. feels like that's a betrayal, right? Yeah. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna update my uh, my my desktop here. Your little, your little. Don't you have like an old? Uh, <coughs> did you have like an old white laptop for a long time? I did, I did. I, but somebody stole that from me in Chile. Oh, that's the one we bought. The photo of us on the show art, I think, oh, was buying it that day. Isn't that was that such a shame? A, that's such a beautiful computer, and we really loved it here at the at Roderick, uh, the Roderick Group. But I took it uh, down to Chile, and I was sitting in a, I was using it, let's be honest, in a bus station mm-hmm. in Chile, and somebody saw me use it, and then I... Uh, I put it in a bag and I said to my partner, um, you know, watch the bags. And she said, of course. And I went to the bathroom and I came out and the it was gone. Mm. And I was like, I thought you were watching the bags. And she was like, I was. Also make sure to pull over the RV before we get to the mountains. <laughs> she wasn't. That's right. <laughs> Different partner. Well, but, oh, okay. But, good, good, but good. But same problem. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was playing solitaire or something, and somebody mm. came over, and uh, I think somebody probably walked by and was like, "Look at that over there!" Adios. <laughs> so the, the so that is gone. But oh. you know, here I'm using I'm using a uh, a 2.16 gigahertz Intel Core 2 Duo here on this computer. I'm not going to put El Capitan on this. Wow, that's it, amazing. Yeah. So I got a four gigahertz Intel Core i7. Woo! Mm-hmm. Four gigahertz. Mm-hmm. Can, can you, you can almost hear them. Kapow! Woo! I'm most excited about my graphics card though, which is an AMD Radeon R9 uh, M295X with the with the 4,096 megabytes. Let me see. Well, let me see what, if this will even tell me what my go to graphics your, card. Is. Go to your Apple in the upper left and okay. hit about this Mac. Well, I did that. Okay, so this is an iMac. It's oh, Intel nice. Core Duo. Um. <laughs> It has one processor, two cores, a four megabyte L2 cache, wow, two nice. gigabyte memory. Two gigabytes? Two gigs. Oh my goodness. It's got a 660. I got, 30, I got 32. 32 gigs? <laughs> what do you do with all those gigs? Podcasts. You just, you just you harness those up and, and ride to town? Uh, the they less memory your... I get, the more memory my computer gets. Oh, I see. That's smart. So it says, oh, hey, wait, John. Graphics. Here, I got, here I got graphics. Yeah. Uh, I got a, I get, here's my chipset model. Oh, good, good, good. Oh, a, oh, okay, sure. It's a Radeon X1600. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, it's got 128 megabytes of VRAM. Oh, good. It, it's called Victory RAM. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's got a lot of victory. So it's the got, computer says, hello, John from Cupertino. Would you like to upgrade to El Capitan? Yeah, and so I go, all right, you guys. You've done this to me 50 times before, but sure. Sure. I want to see my eBay pictures, and I want to I I make sure that the reason I can't see it is that Adobe has decided that I needed a new thing, which they seem to do every week and a half. And then, oh, I got to update Chrome. God knows I don't want to have the wrong Chrome. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, let's go the whole hog. Here I am. 
Here I am. I got my pants on. Let's get the new El Capitan. At Ooh. which point the computer immediately says, I'm going to need an hour to think about this. <laughs> I'm going to tell you it's 28 minutes, but it's really going to be more like an hour. Yeah, so, I think of all the improvements Apple makes, progress bar accuracy is not one of them. Yeah, right. So then I'm, then I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, shit, now I was all ready and now I'm diddling. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm spinning my thumbs. You got something to do here. You need to get an eBay store up. I, I want to see my picks. That's right. So all this stuff happens. I, yes, I upgrade to El Capitan. Yes, I get a new, I get a new Chrome, which came with a new Adobe. Everything checks out. I restart the computer a couple of times just to make sure mm -hmm. that everything's settled in. You know, you got to shake it a little bit so that all the stuff settles to the bottom. And then, no, I didn't. The pictures were gone. It wasn't uh, Adobe. Yeah, because the pictures, I don't imagine that would have to do with Flash. Who knows? No, no, we, so, why would we need to know? We're just the users. Who knows what Flash does? It's telling me all the time to upgrade my Flash. And when I do, all it does is it makes the intrusive advertisements happier. Well, I can right? help you with that. I'll help you with that, buddy. You put the Flash on there, and all of a sudden, all the things where it was like, oh, can't play the ad... Now it's like, I can play the ad! Blah! So, anyway, suffice to say that eBay inexplicably decides after 30 days for no good reason that I can tell, just because they don't want to use their memory, because they're probably in the cloud. Mm -hmm. And there it's like, oh, you're taking up our cloud memory, and somebody in Cupertino is charging us extra, extra virtual dollars. And Dorm so, dormant bucks. So, so they don't make the pictures dormant. They just say, oh, they're gone. That's so now I got to go and put all the pictures back in. I can't believe these words are going to come out of my mouth because I'm going to have to. This is one of those things where I'm going to I'm gonna have to do this phonetically. So be patient with me. All right. Okay. Have you thought about using Etsy? Because oh. I think Etsy might be more what you're looking for. Because Etsy is a place where you make a little store. I think that's what you're doing here. You're, you're yeah. not really doing an auction. You're doing kind of a store, I think. Well, it's true, except that I have thought about it. And I think I may have even been contacted by somebody from Etsy who listens to this program. They're a very good, very good company. Yeah, they wrote I me mean, a, a lot. Of, a lot of stuff on their site is pretty wackadoodle, but I, I know a guy who's the, one of the big shots there, and he's the best. Oh, nice. Well, I, I love to go on Etsy. Mm-hmm. And say, Chad, like, if, Chad, if you're a listener, raise your hands. <laughs> uh, because you go on there and you're like, ooh, oh, look at this. Somebody really, this is nice. But the thing about Etsy is that you have to decide what, the, what you want to get for the thing. And, you know, I don't want to say to somebody, oh, this is worth $100. Because it's like, yeah, I don't know how much of that. How much of this thing is really worth $75, but there's $25 of emotional investment that I want to get paid for? I feel like a lot of stuff sure. on Etsy is like, yeah, all right, I guess $98, but yeah, I'm buying this thing sight unseen. I can't try it on. You put three pictures up there. $98? If I, I saw it, mm, you know. I think there's a way you could strategize this a little bit. Uh, first of all, I mean, like I said before, and I don't know anything about business, so you know, take that <laughs> Take this with a grain of salt. Sure. But I'm thinking you need at least one marquee item. 
what I referred to previously as Elizabeth Taylor's panties. You need something you can put up that's going to be, that's the real fish food, the, the wowzer that gets people to go like, oh my God, I've been hearing about this thing forever. Mm-hmm. And there are five people out there who might actually pay a premium for it. Mm-hmm. And then I think you get a handful of like medium price things in like the 50 to $100 range. And then maybe have something where you've got a lot of something like Titax or kazoos where, or kazoos where you see, I think so for you, you haven't asked me about this because why would you, but I think you should have little packages you could get where you could, oh. you could mail out, you get a Titax and a kazoo and a this, but it's, it's, you know, AQ like as available, but for uh-huh. like 10 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever you charge for that. But I think the key is you find out what kind of stuff is selling, what kind of stuff makes money, what kind of stuff ends up being the biggest pain in the ass to do. You have a pilot program. Pilot and that program. way, you, but you also, you, you go out, out of the gate, you launch with something where everybody can go, wow, John's jacket that, that has cover-up tattoos. That's something I'd pay $500 for. Well, sure. I, but, you know, that's the big question. Is this thing worth $100 because it's got whiteout on it, or is it worth $500 because it's, it's got It's worth it because you talked about it on the program. Sell your bathrobe with a, with a, with a, with a scimitar. Oh, I do, I, do have, I do have that bathrobe. You, you know, you were mentioning whales uh, last time we visited. We should mention we're recording this a little bit before it'll come out. We're recording this um, on... Sometime. You're really going to give away the whole. You're going to give well, away the whole game. Otherwise, people are going to go look at the whistle. Somebody like Captain Marm's going to go check and see if I got the weather right. So you know what? She doesn't have to check because she just has it in her mind. Mm. I don't pretty, know how. Pretty, pretty wild stuff. I don't know how it works. She get. She needs <laughs> t- twenty seconds to access uh, data that is that's in a salt mine in Utah. She pulls up some stats that are that are pretty precise. If you're not if 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 you're not aware of who Captain Marm is, ladies and gentlemen. That is someone you should research. She's a Scientologist, a scientician, <laughs> a scientician. She's a t- scientician. She's not a Scientologist. She's a scientician. Yeah. And she she's has a, a laboratory. And she's an artist. That's true, too. And I think artist. she's cataloged everything. Have you ever seen what she does with an Etch-A-Sketch? I have seen. Well, are you kidding me? I mean, that was my introduction to her before I even realized she was a, she was a, a scientifics. Scientician. Scientitianist. Um, I, I knew her primarily as an artist who made, uh, who made fantastic art on burnt toast. She sent me a Wilberforce one day. She made a Wilberforce for me just because of you. You know what? I should get the Wilberforce. Oh, hang on. Do I got, people keep sending me gifts to give you. I got a whole stack here. I don't know what I would do with a Wilberforce. I guess well, I would put sit it, put it next stroke. to your head, put it next to your head phony. Isn't that what you guys do with those things? You sit and stroke them with your thumb, like a, like worry beads. <laughs> So anyway, um, what anyway, are we talking about? We're talking about your store. We were talking I, I mean, about. So here's what I want. I want to. What I, I want. <laughs> what I want is a, a guarantee. guarantee. <laughs> no, no more, more attempts on my father's life. life. <laughs> <laughs> Got it all wrong, kid. I'm the hunted one. <laughs> to tell you, he's a pimp. He never could have fought out. I fought Santino. It was Brazil. But it wasn't until this day that I. Barzini all alone. It was Barzini all alone. Uh, hey, Tom, for old time's sake, <laughs> oh, can, too you get me soon. Off? can you get me off? Sorry, Sally. Uh, uh, can't do it, Sal. Can't do it. Listen, as I want an This screws up. You can't do that. It screws up all my arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to get an Etsy store. I had such a good re- thing to tell you, I evil? forgot what I was... Do you, do you renounce evil? Michael. <laughs> I wish I could make an organ chord with my mouth. Yeah. Oh, you see, you got Captain Marm. Uh, oh, the weather. Uh, let's go back. We got a. Uh, uh, John Syracuse says we need to uh, back solve this. Sarah, so we got Syracuse. I have a recording of a friend of ours who lives in Rome uh, saying his name almost to John's satisfaction. 
Really? From send it to you. From Rome. Oh, yeah. Direct from Rome. You ready for this, though? John makes a distinction between the way the Italian city is pronounced and the way his name is pronounced. Well, of course. Even though he's Italian-American. Because he's sure. John Syracuse. <laughs> sure. I, did I tell you I was on an airplane with somebody the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, my people are from La Trisant. Oh, that's it. Wales. That's how yep. I was got to talking about Wales. Yeah. And, and she said, uh, she said, where? And I said, La Trisant. It's outside of Cardiff. And she said, where? I'm from Cardiff. And I was like, yeah, I know. Latrissant. And she said, oh, I think I know what you're saying. Latrissant. It's not that different. And I was like, Latrissant? And she said, no, 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 no. La, uh, la this trissant. is like the French. It's, it's all one big parlor trick. You'll never pronounce anything right to those no. people. And I, and I did it again. Latrissant? So here's what like, I don't know. Latrissant. No, no, I, just, no. I was just like, I just wanted to throw my Dasani water on. No, 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 no. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, so that's <laughs> what we made. That's funny. You, you actually nailed it. Uh, what I remember was you talking about whales, and I went and uh, looked up the Cardiff Giant, which I remember doing an SRA card on in uh, fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Cardiff Giant. Do you remember the Cardiff Giant? Uh, is it some kind of golem made out of clay that, uh, that avenges the Jews? Uh, could be. Could mm-hmm. be like, uh, like Sammy Davis Jr. Go look, mm-hmm. go look at uh, the Cardiff Giant page. And so this is a great hoax of the 19th century where this guy in Cardiff found this, what appeared to be some kind of a body of this guy with a giant cock who was like 10 feet uh, tall. Hello. You, well, you see this guy? It's like a beer can. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. they, uh, and so basically it was revealed to be a cahoax. Why am I telling you this? A cahoax? A cahoax. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how you say it in Wales. I see. Cahoax? It's, it's called a Welsh No, 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 no. Cahoax. No, 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 cahoax. Cahoax? Ca- <clears throat> so. A cutting down to where it currently resides. Iowa publisher Gordon, so eventually it was revealed to be a fraud. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, 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 Google, uh, I Google Cardiff Giant, Yeah, and I've come up with Syracuse Cardiff Giant. Oh, oh. Is this some kind of flipperoonie? This might be a switch em up uh-huh. Go look at the Wikipedia page. You want to see the cock. Well, I'm looking at it. Yeah. <clears throat> That's him on display. Ten in, foot tall. Oh, pit, oh, oh it's him on display in Syracuse, New York in 1869. I get you. Well, I'm looking at a picture now, and and there's a woman sitting. This is this picture was taken in 1920 or something. Hmm. There's a woman sitting strategically, basically on his lap, so that you cannot see his peanuts. Uh, oh, I see the woman in the uh, performance fleece. No, this one is in some kind of. Oh, uh, look at that! No, no, there's jazz like, age dress. Oh, look at that! Oh man. Anyway, uh, why did I mention this? I mentioned this because eventually the Cardiff Giant was acquired. Uh, Iowa publisher uh, Gard- what a great name, Gardner Cowles Jr. bought it later to adorn his basement rumpus room as a coffee table and conversation piece. Rumpus room. <clears throat> I love that word. In 1947, he sold it to the Farmers Museum in Cooperstown, New York, where it is still on display. By the way, the Farmers Museum in Cooperstown, the second largest, second most famous museum in Cooperstown. So what I'm trying to say to you is, John Roderick, you, that jacket could be somebody's Cardiff Giant. There might be some Paul Allen type person out there that is just waiting for the piece to finish their collection. You right? say that they're going to mount it in a frame and put it on the wall of their rumpus room. They could put it on a creepy doll. They could put the uh, bathrobe in a scimitar, two bits, mm-hmm. like put mm-hmm. that on a dummy. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just saying fish mm-hmm. food, fish food. You should explore Etsy. All right. Well, I've, expl- I've explored Etsy quite a bit, and I feel like you know I've almost pulled the trigger on some $60 pocket squares. Mm. Uh, before I realized that pocket squares were just hankies yeah. that you could get uh, you get like 20 hankies for a dollar fifty and so I, so I stopped I stopped I stopped believing in the whole pocket square racket mm-hmm. 
Uh, I I went on. Uh, I'm not even going to say eBay anymore because it's uh, because I'm getting frustrated now. Sure, you don't want you don't want to give them publicity. No, I mean it's more, more and more people are going to use it when really I should be directing people's attention to Etsy. As long as you don't spell my name wrong. Uh, you know what? I could probably buy a Captain Marm's uh, toast carvings on Etsy. Mm, you can buy anything on Etsy. But I went on. I went on the other the other site, which uh, shall not be named, mm-hmm. and I ordered a thing that was twenty five vintage hankies from Poland, and they came. I, 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 they cost me two dollars, and they came, and they were things of utmost beauty. These Polish vintage hankies that wow that I use now as pocket squares, and I challenge you, I challenge you to a find a reason why they are not also effective as pocket squares because they're gorgeous, a hundred percent, and b they're from Poland, and c fuck you, hmm. you know what I mean, and a c sure, is always sure, sure. fuck you in whatever list I'm making. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. when I diagram a thing, A is some is the main thing. Yeah. Or you know what? You do that thing where A isn't the, is not the main thing. B well, is the two, main thing. I want to start with my minor point. I start out with the number two. Number two is just the minor point, and then I want to save the the big banger for number uh, number A. Right, because that's what you do. You say two, B, mm-hmm. minor point, minor A. Point. Then you go to A next. Mm-hmm. Major point. Major C, point. C is fuck you. Lieutenant Colonel point. Lieutenant Colonel Point. Did you ever, uh, when it was up, did you ever look at Regretzi? No, I've never even heard of Regretzi. Unfortunately, it's gone. I sent you a, a link to a Tumblr that has, uh, is in, in its spirit. Uh, there's a site called Regretzi, and the, the deck, the description of it was, uh, what did you make that with your feet? And it was just regretful <laughs> things you could get on Etsy. See, now this is something I don't understand. There are still web pages up for auto parts stores where a little like a little 8-bit man is down at the bottom waving his hand and there's some kind of balloons. <laughs> Why the hell are those still up? With the, where all where everything's in primary colors. Obama. Those are, that's Obama? I don't know. <laughs> those are still up, but Regretsy is gone. Well, you know, maybe you forget the password or, you know, you lose the account for some reason. It's a shame. It, it's, it's, an, it's a known issue. It's a, it's a big problem. Oh, well, see. here's a pug with boobs. This is, so this is a bug. Huh? This uh, is not. This isn't a feature. This is a bug. Well, there's lots of reasons it could happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand it though. Somewhere on the internet, it exists because the NSA is has got to have it to cross reference. That's a good point. So, have you thought about any more about fulfillment, or are you still at the getting it up, figuring that part out phase? Well, my mom and I have had a big argument about fulfillment, an, and uh, frankly, an ongoing argument. Yeah. Where I said, "Here's what I want to do. I want to. I want to picture these things." I want to, and then I want to box them up. And then when it's time to fulfill them, Mm -hmm. they're already in a box. We put a little post-it note on the box that tells us what's inside. This, this felt like a life hack. Mm -hmm. Then you got them all in boxes and then uh, they're over and you just just print the label out and put it on. Yeah. You just print it and off they go. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, we don't need to put them in boxes. Let's just hang them up on this clothes rack. And then we'll put them in boxes once they sell. And I was like, no, listen to the life hack here. We put them in boxes now. We're dealing with them now. Put them in boxes now. Put a little post-it note on it. We know what it is. And then print out the label and off they go. She said, oh, no, 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 no. Why don't we just hang them on this clothes hanger rack? And I said, because 
That's another thing to do once the thing sells, once mm-hmm. the auction's over. Then, then you the, gotta the clock, go. The clock is ticking at that point. Yeah, then you gotta go get them and get the boxes and that. I'm gonna, you know, ah, it's gonna be hard enough to print the labels out. Yeah, that takes time and and thought. And she was oh. like, no, 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 let's just take. And she was just just casually. She, kept, she basically, but she did that thing you hate. Or she didn't exactly argue with you. She just kept saying the same thing over yeah, and over. Yeah, she just casually. You don't, you don't like that. Dismissed the thing. She was not acknowledging what was so great about the life hack. Mm-hmm. She was just saying, "Oh no, no, no! It'll be perfectly fine to just do, to just ignore your life hack." And I and I said, "Mom, are you not listening to me? This is a, this is the thing. This is the science here." Yeah. And she did it again. Oh no, 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 no! It'll be easy. We'll just put it on the. And so I don't know, I, I asked her, why are you, what, do you, what advantage is there to not doing this? And she just had some vague thing of like, ah, putting them in boxes is just, then I just have a bunch of boxes sitting around. Yeah, well, to quote Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Mm. And so the only thing I would say here He said is, that like this, everybody's got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was the voice of your pants, right? Yeah, anybody want more dim sum? I can totally take care of that. Um, uh, the only potential flaw and oh, see, I, I like your plan a lot because uh, that's the way I think. Thanks, thanks, thanks. <clears throat> you bet. Uh, the only potential downside is I think there's an extremely good chance that there are going to be people who uh, good, good people, people of good heart, people with actual non-expired money who want to buy your stuff. And I think there's a pretty good chance that uh, more than one person is going to want more than one item. Uh-huh. And right. it might be frustrating to them to pay the full freight on two separate boxes if it I could easily you. be combined into one. But that still doesn't mitigate, mitigate against what you're doing here, which I think is very sensible. Getting the right size boxes that stuff fit in, I still think planning ahead on that is smart. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And now that you say it, there's every chance that someone will ask a question on eBay. As you know, that is a, that is a feature. I used eBay once in 1998. Did you buy some, some vintage Air Jordans or something? I bought, a, I bought a remake of a vintage pavement shirt. And maybe a Weezer shirt. Oh. I think I bought a pavement shirt and a Weezer shirt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, bought, I bought one of those classic, you know that green uh, the pavement shirt everybody had? The green shirt with the weird device like in yellow on it? Yeah, I guess so. I'm sure I've seen it a million, billion times. It's going to be the show art this week. You love pavement. <laughs> uh, I do love pavement. Do you? We are underused. It's like, how are you getting away with singing like that? I know you can sing like a normal person. It never sounds more normal over the years. You just go back and listen to it, and it still, it still sounds so weird. How do you do it? I don't know how you can do it. How knowing- does it get so high? I wonder, does he speak like an ordinary guy? <laughs> I know, I know and it does. does. Well, then you're my fact-checking cuz. It's all amazing, wonderful music, and the fact that he sings like that is a major advantage to the music. I just don't understand how you can do it. I, I don't understand how you can know how to sing and then fail to sing so utterly. He's, he, it's just it's so snotty. It's so, <laughs> it is, it's so dismissive. It's so snotty, and that's why the British people loved it, because they uh, think yeah. that snotty is real. They don't like people with self-esteem in England. I, I've, I've seen this at length over the years. I've been able to observe how much British people are suspicious of anyone who doesn't hate themselves. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying that's important. Like, like really seeing that can help a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. You've got to hate yourself a little bit more. Well, that's the thing that nobody in Europe likes about Americans. Yeah. We don't hate ourselves enough. Right, 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 right. They're, they're, they've all got Kierkegaard in their water. Ugh. 
And we're out here with our like can-do spirit and our rabbit run rabbit run look at me i'm gonna start an ebay store because people want my used clothes <laughs> oh, oui. oh really governor <coughs> usa america pow 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 bang, Chicago, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> and uh and people in europe just roll their eyes they're like you're too friendly well, i've had the, people look say at the that british too. media look at the british media and like how they love to tear down somebody like just at the point when they become like well known got a little bit too big in the britches there yep well, except for Robbie, what's his name? What, what, oh, the guy it? from that dun, 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 that song, that 1999 song, Robbie yeah, uh, cute, Coltrane. Uh, Robbie Coltrane, a cute guy that uh, somehow is like fun and funny, and also like got big in England, but nobody in America has ever heard of him. Robbie Johnson. Robbie, Robbie John, the guy did that song in 1999 that I liked. I guess so. Yeah, that, Robbie. That, that in my head sounds like Bittersweet Symphony, even though I know it's not. Robbie, it's Robbie, he said um, had that. It's uh, the end of the world's coming. Robbie he did Williams? that thing. Robbie Williams? That, he, he, Robin Williams. Robbie Williams. He did the thing that uh, Chris Cornell did, which is he made a disco album. Mm-hmm. Or he tried. He tried a thousand things to get big in America. Well, and he he'd been never, in a boy band before that. That's right, Robbie. Robbie Johnson. Robbie. Robbie Williams. Robbie he used Williams. to be in that's a Bobby, band. Robbie Williams. He's in a band called Take That. Exactly. That's the guy. <clears throat> he was the Justin Timberlake of England, but he was snarky. He was funny. He was like, mm-hmm. he was like the uh, comedian that used to be fat that now is a drug addict, or not oh. even a drug addict anymore. Now he's a post drug addict who's like smart and goes on American There's talk just one? shows. Just one. Makes people feel bad. Makes them feel not smart enough. Oh, huh. But I'd like to learn more about that. Well, you know the one. He was in the. He was in. He's in all of these movies now. He's the British guy that. Oh, he remade, um, Caught Between the Moon and New York City. Oh, and it wasn't any good. Huh. Just like when Steve Martin remakes the Cato. Uh, right. So I'm looking for Arthur English fat drugs right. TV show. Yeah. Let's see what happens. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. English. Mycroft Holmes, Artie Lang. Nope, nope, nope. Russell nope. Brand. Yay! There we are. Russell Brand. Wait, are you kidding? No, Russell Brand. Oh, Russell Brand. Sure, he used to do lots of drugs, and now he looks like Weird Al. Sure, he's fun and funny and smart, but like also annoying. He's uh, he's an activist comedian. Oh, I see. Didn't he used to be with Katie Holmes? I don't know. She's not related is. to Mycroft Holmes, as far as we know. Katie Holmes is the one that married uh, the Scientologist. No, 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 no. Oh, that's Katie. Oh, right. Okay, so who am I thinking of? Katie, Katie Perry. Banks? Katie Holmes is the one that married the Scientologist. Katie uh-huh. Perry is the one that married Mycroft, Mycroft Holmes. Katie Perry is the one that looks like Zoe Deschanel if you just turned the volume up on all of her features like two notches. Oh, my goodness. Notches. That must drive her crazy. Well, it's the opposite. I went to a... You Mar- were at a ball game with her and this happened, I went, right? Yeah, I went to a Mariners game with, uh, with uh, Zoe and uh, she and somebody was like, hey, you're that lad. You're the one. You're that girl. And I was like, wow, I'm surprised that uh, that this these drunk guys at a baseball game know who you are and she was like they don't know who i am they think i'm katie perry <laughs> this episode of roderick on the line is brought to you by braintree code for easy online payments you can learn more about braintree right now by visiting braintreepayments.com slash supertrain if you're a mobile app developer you have to check out braintree braintree is the payment solution used by companies like uber airbnb hotel tonight living social and munchery Braintree has made the payment experiences in these apps seamless and magical. And now you can add a similar experience to your own app. With excellent customer service and simple integration, Braintree gets you ready to receive payments quickly. And Braintree's continuous support plus fast payouts means you'll be prepared as your company grows from your first dollar to your billionth. Braintree is helping solve the problem of mobile card abandonment 
by offering a best-in-class mobile checkout experience, you got to check this out for yourself. Here's what Braintree gives you. You're going to get a full-stack payment solution. That means support for all payment types that your customers might want. You can start accepting PayPal, Apple Pay, Bitcoin, Venmo, cards, and more, all with a single integration across all platforms with superior fraud protection customer service and fast payouts. It's really easy. You just basically drop in a few lines of code and you're good to go. And if you're confused or maybe a little bit of a doofus, you can call up Braintree and they'll walk you through the whole thing. It's that easy. It's that simple. It's that Braintree. They're just going to have to run with that. So to learn more right now, and for your first $50,000 in transactions fee-free, please go to braintreepayments.com slash supertrain. Our thanks to Braintree for taking the pain out of mobile payments and for supporting Roderick on the line. (laughs) Wow, really? And then they were like, yeah, the fucking, you're the, yeah, you're the girl with the song about the girl, kissing the girl. She was like, just rolling her eyes like, yeah, thanks. Okay, thank you. But she's gotten that a lot. Well, yeah, and it's and it, when you put them side by side, you're like, oh, sure, this is that dumb thing where it's like they kind. It's like me and Josh Rosenfeld. I don't know why I just had so so much trouble saying Josh Rosenfeld. Uh, Josh <laughs> Rosenfeld. <laughs> but uh, you know, if you put if you it, you stand Josh Rosenfeld and me next to each other, people are like, are you guys brothers? Are you guys twins what? separated at birth? No. And you go, what are you talking about? Like, uh, you know, like Josh is from. But Josh's people are from Poland back to the shtetl days, and I'm some Celt from uh, from all the way over on the seaside. You guys look like the places that you're from very much. We do, and yet our coloring is kind of the same. And people right. are just like, you guys look like brothers. And so Katy Perry and Zoe Deschanel, same thing, except all of the Katy Perry's features are just a little bit like bigger, like pa. I don't know. Zoe Deschanel's got pretty big eyes. I think it's kind of a Barbie and Skipper situation. You got the Barbie doll and then you got the Skipper doll. They're supposed to be sisters and they look pretty much the same, just one's a little smaller. I think Zoe, Zoe, Zoe I call her, call her Zoe, Zoe Deschanel is the skipper to Katy Perry's Barbie. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Siri? Now, who do you think is taller? Who do you Siri, think is taller? Is it raining? Ding. Uh, Deschanel height. Uh, I think that, let's say Katy Perry is taller. I, because I feel like she has the bigger, she's the bigger version or the Barbie, right? Yeah. She's the one that's. Least, yeah, in this particular model, yeah, absolutely. So is okay, she? Okay, yeah. According according to the internet, uh, uh, Zoe Deschanel is five six and Katy Perry is five eight. See that acquits with, with my impression. Okay. And I think you're right. Katy Perry dated Russell Brand. Yes. Uh, and that <clears> I think it did not me, go very well. Well, it just seemed crazy. Like like first of all, how would you make your schedules work out? Well, that's the celebrity problem that I don't understand. How I I feel like they are more comfortable with each other, celebrities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, um, sure. Because they can both check into hotel. You know, like you could have, uh, uh, like if you were if you were dating uh, uh, Zoe, you could mm. check into a hotel and you could be Franny and Zoe. But you, but Zoe would be Franny. Mm. Get what I'm saying, and then you would be Zoe. Oh, that'll show them. That's that's a switch them up, right? So people are like, "Oh, hi, is there anyone named Zoe staying in your hotel?" And you'd say yes, and then you'd say, "Can I get their room number?" Well, sure. And then you'd go up the elevator and you'd knock on the door, and they, the door would open, and it's Russell Brand. Uh, <laughs> Pow! <laughs> no, I'm Franny. Right? No, I'm I'm Zoe. Franny is Mr. You know, Franny is my father. Uh, Zoe Deschanel has a sister 
Yes, she does. Who's also a famous television actress. Emily Deschanel, and she's in a, she's in a Spider-Man. She's in the good Spider-Man movie, and she's in something called Bones. Yeah, that's right. She does. She's one of the you she's know one of I the feel bones. Like, she's one of the titular bones. I feel like there's a there is a thing. I was I was at a show uh, the other night that I was doing there in San Francisco during the Sketchfest party, uh, and I was backstage Sometimes in the theater. You talk a little bit like Sarah Palin. <laughs> <laughs> like a little I'm, cross between Sarah Palin and Yoda. I am from Alaska. <laughs> you could see Russia from here. It's part of our lex- it's part of our lexicon. Mm-hmm. Um, I was backstage at this uh, at this theater party, and several of the actresses who are all wonderful people have all at one time or another played some kind of forensic detective on a television show, oh. and they were all oh, and Adam Savage was there. And he was talking about how Mythbusters had just ended, and um, and these women who had all played forensic detectives, some of them multiple times, were all commiserating with him and saying, "Oh, isn't that? I know exactly that feeling when your longtime very popular television show has been canceled. It's really like losing. It's like losing a child." Hmm. And they all said, "They're all like." Oh, and Adam's like, I know it's like, it hurts so much more than I thought. And they're like, Oh, when I, when I lost, uh, when, 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 uh, when like, uh, pet detective got canceled or whatever, oh, sure. or, 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 or when, uh, when like dead body show got canceled, I was devastated or, you know, uh, viscous liquid detector, Las Vegas. <laughs> right. And then I got, you know, and then, you know, it was great when I got hired on, a floor, special uh, microscope squad, right? Florida-based fake science show as the as, as, the, as the pretty science lady, uh, yeah, as the as the pretty forensic scientist who spends all There's her so time working with dead bodies. So many pretty science ladies on TV, and so I think Emily Deschanel also plays a pretty science lady who works in who works in a cold room full of cadavers, <laughs> and who every once in a while pulls up some implausible thing on a computer screen that furthers the narrative of the show. She asked the guy with the messy T-shirt if he'll be able to crack the encryption. Well, yeah, she says, "Look here, I found a fiber, and oh, it turns yeah. out it turns out that this fiber has been to the moon. I can tell because it has enzymes. <laughs> so go go get the killer. He found a number of chemicals in the environment. Yeah, there were chemicals in the environment that could not be replicated. They have to wait for the assay to come back from the lab. So, and I honestly, I have not seen the show. Maybe Emily Deschanel is the is the detective in a dirty t-shirt? She might be the bone. It's called the, it's called bones, right? I think she's the titular bone. She's probably she's probably the bone. Maybe she's Mr. and Mrs. Bone, and it's just called bones. Hmm, could be. That would be a clever. That'd be a clever thing, right? Because yeah. she's probably a she's probably a doctor. Who's the other bones? Uh, it was was it somebody on Mash? Oh, uh, you got Trapper oh, John. You got uh, uh, oh yeah, Bones. Oh, Bones is on the Star Trek. Oh, Bones. Right. Of course, but he's not, he is a doctor. Yeah, but he's a real worm. <laughs> Jim, Jim. <laughs> what up? What, I think what I'm is, getting better at the drums. <laughs> that's a really complicated, stupid joke. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> they call me Dr. Bones. <laughs> Jim, they call me Dr. Bones. I'm I can not, handle criticism. I'm not doing a Bones impression very well. No, it's all right. It's all right. I am a real doctor. There are... <laughs> I'm not a real worm. <laughs> I'm an actual worm. I live like a worm. Um, uh, I'm looking at uh, at at uh, Regretsy, yes. and there is a there's a a knitted 
glove yeah. meant for two for lovers two. to hold hands in. That's right. It's like, oh, we want to hold hands, but we also want to wear gloves, but we yeah. don't want to hold glove hand, gloved no. hands. Mm-hmm. We want to touch each other's glo- uh, natural hand skin. It's a little German. It's the kind of thing a German would get. It's very, it's very, it's creepy. It feels a little bit like, what was the movie where Robert Duvall had to have sex with his wife through a sheet? Oh. Uh, the Princess Bride. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Muzzle tough. It, it, felt, it feels a little bit like that. Uh-huh. Like, like, if you have to have sex through a sheet because, of, you're, because you're a member of a patriarchal religious cult, mm. then, uh, then you would also want a hand-knitted glove to hold hands, but not visibly. Not visibly I, I, I think it feels German. I mean, the forced direction of intimate body parts feels like a very German concept to me. Also being cozy. Yeah, Everybody yeah, likes yeah. to be cozy. Oh, and Germans do like to be cozy, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, boy, this site is just full of, whoa, chocolate yeah. turkey on a pretzel rod. Look at that guy, huh? What? Yep. You notice it's, you notice it's brown. Sure. Chocolate um, so anyway, yeah, I used to watch shows like that. You know, when my wife uh, got, got, got large with child, we had to stop watching a lot of uh, TV shows uh, about crime and suffering. And, and in particular, for some reason... Up to 2007, we used to watch a show called Law and Order Special Victims Unit, mm-hmm. and we used to watch. A, I've I have been a big Law and Order fan for 20 years. I used yeah. to watch it all the time. Like when I was working, I'd be watching A and E at home all day. Uh, but Special Victims Unit is is horrible. Like what happens on that show is horrible. The acting is horrible, and it's just all about innocent people being sexually exploited. Well, this is a question I've had for a long time. Does special modify unit, or does special modify the victim? That's a really I, good question because especially the, like the unit that, that takes care of special victims would be would be that'd be pretty fun. Well, it's a special unit. I've always felt like it's it's a special unit that that takes care of victims. I think it's the victims unit that is special. But a unit for special victims would be very interesting. So you're talking about special, and then it's oh, it's it, so there are normal victims units, and then this is the special victim unit. That's what you're saying. So special modifies let's, victim let's get, unit. Let's for any variety of reasons. Let's get off this. Okay, all right. Okay, we've good. we've gotten better. We've gotten better over the years. Yeah, we have. We can get off things now. I went I went back and I uh, was listening to two, uh, a couple old episodes recently, and uh, wow. We we packed a lot of stuff in, in at the beginning. There's a lot a lot of crow talk. It's, it's where you first introduced me to hydrogen peroxide. Mm, it's it's, oh it's shit, all in yeah. there when you first tell me about crows. Well, and this is the thing, I I have become now a place for people to send things about crows. And that I makes, don't that technically makes you a post office box. I think I don't know. I you don't become know a why. place. I am become post office. Like like I I think the presumption is. That there is stuff about crows happening on the internet that I haven't already seen. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, if it's about crows and it's on the internet, oh, I've seen it. Mm. But I, but I, there's always this steady trickle of like, oh, my God, did you see this one about the crow that brings gifts to the little girl? Yes, I did. Yes. Did you see the one about the crows? Yes, I saw that one. Mm-hmm. What about the crow that does? Yes, I saw that. And so most recently, there's a thing about crows uh, – about crows, like um, oh shit! Now I now I'm blanking on what the crows do. Well, They're, if anybody oh, has a link, make sure and send it to John. They have they hold grudges, or you know that they, they uh, uh, what is it? Oh oh no! It's that they're paranoid. Crows are paranoid. Crows are paranoid, right? If they so so, think, so so it's it's not just that they're cautious, but they're they have uh, an abundance of caution, maybe based on not that much. 
Uh, or, well, or concern I, that people are out to get them. I think that they have concern. I think that they feel like if they, if you know where their shit is, they behave differently than if you don't know where their shit oh, is. Oh, kind of like like a meth user. <laughs> That's right. Like if they if they have hidden their shit, if they have hidden their they're, light they're, under they're, a bushel, they're, they're crow meth. Right. Right. If they put crow meth under a bushel, mm-hmm. then that's fine. But if they feel like you were watching them when they put their they put their uh, meth under a bushel, they'll never feel safe again. No, no, no. They don't feel good. And that means that if they're doing that with their with their uh, meth, right. they're doing that all the time. Their aluminum foil, their baseball caps, their popcorn chicken, any of the things that they've been gathering. But also, I feel like they, I feel like the message is that they are sitting there, they're tripping on you all the time. And this is what I've been saying to people for years. When you walk out of the house, the crows are watching you, and they are marking what you're doing, and they are de- they are judging you, and they are deciding about you. Mm-hmm. And you had better you had better treat somebody. Somebody wrote me the other day, and it was a it was an interesting email. He was like, "I think I've offended the crows. Now what do I do?" And I said, "Tell me more." And he said, "Well." I had some, you know, I, 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 you know, I threw a McDonald's bag at them or I did something. I disrespected them. <clears throat> and now I feel like they're watching me all the time. And I was like, yeah, well, you're right. They are watching you now. And the only thing you, you can't apologize because they won't accept it. The only thing you can do is start, just start very patiently just being like, hello, crows. Sorry. Uh, hello. I see, I see you. you. I see you, crows. And just work your way slowly back to a place where they aren't going to one day all come down your chimney or whatever it is that they've got in store for you. But anyway, so yeah, people are like, crows, here, did you see this crow? And I'm like, I fucking saw the crow, dudes. I'm, I'm on, I mean, I got a Google search, Google yeah. alert. And you had mentioned uh, in this episode also uh, that the, the thing where you and your mom had gotten into cars to try and figure out where the crows go. Oh yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Where, I mean, let's just take it as red. The, the crows are very protective, at the very least, mm-hmm. about where they live. Mm-hmm. So if you found there where they hide their meth, and you can kind of like triangulate where they probably live and use the meth, mm-hmm. I mean, think what that's going to do to a crow, and they're going to pass that on from generation to generation. It's the self, the selfish gene. It's yeah, just yeah. going to move it on. It's like it's like you put Cheetos out in a, a snow covered parking lot, try and capture a crow in a in a basket. Yeah. You're never. First of all, they're never going to eat a Cheeto again. Nope, not seen, any crow in the world. They've seen every basket, all kinds of baskets. They've seen net guns. They've seen men in masks. Yep. Uh, yeah. Because crows, I feel like crows have spooky action at a distance. Mm-hmm. Everything aligns this one way. Right. There are there are crows in Pasadena that know not to eat a Cheeto because they, somebody a, somebody had a basket back in maybe like uh, Boston. Well, or or Alaska, where or that Alaska, guy sure. chased him around with a with a mask on, throwing Cheetos out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I love the fact that you are going back and listening to the archives. I feel like there's a tremendous amount of information there, but I've never uh, listened to our program, so I don't know. I don't know what it could be like. I, you know, for a long time, I was hoping that people would transcribe them because I do like reading our program. Um, that's, I like to sit. That's and, the, what? That's so strange. Why is that strange? That's like sending somebody sending you like a like a, a transcript of sexual intercourse. I mean, like you might get all the facts right, but you're kind of missing the feeling. Have you never read a transcript of sexual intercourse? I've read a lot of transcripts of sexual intercourse. <laughs> I see. I, I like to summarize a, some for from depositions. Yeah, I like a transcript because I Ugh. feel like I feel like there's a kind of court reporter. Um, what I like to do is go through a transcript and figure out all the ways in which the transcriber has mis 
misread or misjudged some strange little reference you're making and then the strange pivot that I make off of the strange mm. reference. And then you take the pivot and run it in for a touchdown. Mm. Except right before you, then, then you, get ta- you get blindsided, tackled mm. by a... Uh, by a, uh, some other football player that I have put on the field. Like, well, yeah, you know, it's like some, ordinarily you think about the way you make a dish to, to, to make for people. They could see all the ingredients on the table. You, you use the, on, you know, you're preparing the food, you put all the ingredients in, you cook it, you eat it, and like you might be able to identify those ingredients. But in this case, they're eating a meal where they still haven't found the salt. Right. Oh, or, if, yeah, but it's in there. It, well, it might be in there, but they don't. They don't read it as salt. They're missing. It's almost like they're eating a different dish because they can't know what all the ingredients are. And sure. one of those ingredients, I'm not using a lot of it, but there could just be a little bit in there. It's some kind of Szechuan uh, battery acid. Mm-hmm. 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 It could be but, a, a Szechuan, a uh, pepper, Szechuan. So, but this is. I feel yeah. like reading mm-hmm. transcripts of our show is in the same family of uh, behaviors as religiously reading movie reviews for movies I will never see. Oh, I like that. I like doing that. Oh, yeah. I'll, I've, read, I've read the reviews, sometimes multiple reviews, of movies I would not see if you paid me $100. But I love reading the review of them. I'll go in a couple times a year and go to that page with all of the movies that Roger Ebert gave like half star or less to. <laughs> and those, those you want to see, but Ebert really came into his own in his later years. But mm-hmm. boy, you can, you can find some really good Ebert in there. I have never done that. And you know, I like a good Ebert. Oh God, he's great. What's the one, what's the John Travolta movie, the Scientology movie where he's uh, an alien that looks like his booger's coming out of Oh, the dreadlock. Battle, uh, battle, battle Royale. Battle, battle. No, that's a Japanese movie. Battle, battle Royale. I thought that was the first James Bond reboot. Uh, Battle Royale. Battle, oh, right, Battle Royale. Yeah, that's where he steps over the Komodo dragon. Well, sure, and Macau. that's it's where the guy with Macau. the bleeding—it's the bleeding eye, the bleeding eye guy, the guy who eats people on TV. So I feel like uh, I feel Battle, like Battle, Ebert, Battleship Battlefield Battleship Battleship uh, Battleship ba- Field Battlefield Earth Battlefield Earth. Battle. I felt like he looked like one of the people from the later Matrix movies, mm-hmm. except in the later Matrix movies they were the heroes. And in the battlefield Earth, he was the bad guy. And he's supposed to be like 10 feet tall. So he's wearing like Frankenstein shoes. Oh, Forrest Whitaker. Oh, they dragged in poor, poor Forrest Whitaker. No, poor Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Oh, what was no. the movie where he was the weird, uh, he was the weird like Brooklyn ninja? Oh, Brooklyn ninja. He was a Brooklyn ninja, Forrest oh. Whitaker. Oh, oh. Hmm, that sounds kind interesting. Of, kind of an independent spirit award movie. Oh, huh. I'll have to think about that. I don't think I know that one. You should see. Are you watching that O.J. Simpson movie? You're watching that on the TV? No. Is it good? No, it's terrible. I'm um, still. Re- I'm still watching Jessica Jones. Good, good, good show. Yeah. Well, John Travolta produced this and appears in it as Robert Shapiro, and the makeup is exquisite. John Travolta is is Robert Shapiro. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'll send I you like a photo that. here. Yeah, the cat. The cat. It's full of stunt casting. Like hilarious stunt casting. Uh, like who else is in it? Like, um, oh, uh, 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 the guy, the other guy from Law and Order, uh, uh, that guy, like the African-American guy, he plays uh, Johnny Cochran, uh, David Schwimmer from the Friends program. I like is, that. Is Robert Kardashian. Uh, are you talking about Ice-T? Oh, no. Good, good pull, though. Uh, Courtney B. Vance is who I'm thinking of. I see. But that is a special victims unit. Uh, Ice-T is special victims unit. Oh yeah, he's the one who comes in and like he he's the one. Um, what's the term in, in TV tropes? What do they call it? 
Uh, I think it's called like something like As You Know John or As You Know Bob. He does a lot of the As You Know Bob. Is that sort of like an actually? It's a, well, it's a, it's a terrible form of exposition that involves one person talking to someone else about something they both have always known about for a long time for the benefit of the audience. <laughs> oh, right. Well, as right, you like, know, Bob, the, for- uh, the photon torpedo <laughs> has to cool off for 20 minutes before it can be used again. Right. As you know, Bob, that, uh, that time that we did that thing, it was this thing that you already know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like, do you remember when Ice-T was authentically a, uh, authentically a real dangerous I remember when Ice-T, the brief period where Ice-T had put out a song that made him, I think arguably for a while, the most hated and most feared man in America. Right, he was. He, he was, was the cause. Killer. He was, yeah, he was a cop killer. He was, he was like basically I, people today who were not around when this happened. You have no idea, like the uproar that that song caused. And he defiantly stared it down, like the 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 PMRC, the Parents Research uh, Mania Council, um, got so Al Gore's wife got so up in arms about cop killer and cops across America were understandably mad. Mm-hmm. And Ice-T just stared them all down, stared them in the face and was like, fuck you. It was very bold and very uh, of the time. And he was a tough character. And now he's the, as you know, Bob, on the TV show. And uh, and LL Cool J is making weird country songs. Oh, yeah, Gamergate. That's that thing where they go after women in media and technology. As you know, Bob. As you know, Bob. That's sweeping the internet. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. There was actually one that's about, actually about some people that I know who got a lot of grief from the Gamergate people. And they did, they did a law and order about it. And they it starts out with them going to like a game convention. It's, it's the up, first up, law and order I've watched in probably seven or eight years. And it was really funny. <laughs> Torn, rip, rip, rip from the headlines. As you know, Bob, uh, furries. Are uh, not all. Oh yeah, I read about sex. this in Wired magazine. Furries are like normal people, but they like uh, dressing up like animals. Suddenly, I, I think I might be uh, John Travolta from Greece. Yeah, yeah you are. Hey, hey, hey Kaniki. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. Oh my God! Here is on. Here is on missing regretsy. A a cozy a koozie mm-hmm. for a turtle. That makes oh, yeah. the turtle look like a roast turkey. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> Isn't that sweet? Oh, oh shit. Oh, that reminds me. Merlin, I I had a very hippie experience recently. Hmm. I was in Hawaii on Maui, as you know, mm-hmm. um, down a little bit south of Kihei, and I was I was going snorkeling. And you may not know this about me, but I've been snorkeling quite a bit. I like to snorkel. Hmm. Uh, it's wonderful because you feel like you're flying in another world. You feel like you're on that movie where the big blue people uh, fly around um, and you can inhabit a, a blue person. Hmm. You know the oh, one oh you're talking about the Avatar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've so never seen have, that. You inhabit a blue person and then, mm-hmm. and then you can fly around. And I think you have a springy tail like Tigger or something like that. That sounds adorable. It's really wonderful. That's what scuba diving is like. It's like being Tigger underwater. Yeah, you spring around on a, on a coiled tail, and you go, Tiggers are Tiggers, or whatever. I don't remember what well, Tiggers... a wonderful thing about Tiggers are Tiggers are wonderful things. There you go, exactly. And so I, as far as I can recall, that was the premise of Avatar. 
But uh, so <laughs> I was in, so I was in the water, and I love to be first of all in the water, and second of all, uh, uh, scuba uh, snorkeling because it's like flying. Um, and fish come up and look at you. They 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 do. They just look right at you, and you're like hello, and they uh, they don't say hello. They they don't they don't speak, but they are. But it's extraordinary to be in their world. But in any case, I don't like to snorkel in rough water because I'm a little bit of a panicky snorkeler. Okay. Uh, because it's a it's a foreign environment, and I and I'm very accustomed to breathing air, and I like to breathe air, and I don't like to breathe water, and so I like very calm seas. And every time I put a snorkel on, I have to kind of put my head under the water feel some panic, back off, then do it again, feel less panic, and then pull my head out of the water, make some jocular comment to no one in particular, and then put my face back down in the water, regulate my breathing, get calm, and then then start to fly. Uh, but there have been several times when I've been snorkeling in rough water and water's coming in my hose and I'm bouncing up and down and I and I can't overcome... I can't get my breathing straight and I can't overcome the panic. So anyway, I'm out, I'm up snorkeling on this reef and I, and I panic and I'm way, way out. I've gone too far because I hadn't yet regulated my panic. I was just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get, I'll, I'll master this. And I head out, way out. And then I realize I haven't mastered it and I start to, you know, and I start to, the panic starts to rise. And it's not like I'm scuba diving, you know, it's not like I'm going to, it's not like that panic is going to cause me to die, but I start to panic and then panic, uh, compounds upon itself. And now I'm, now I'm freaking out Mm. and I pop my head up out of the water because I'm, because I don't like, because I'm hyperventilating through a tube, which I don't know if you've done that recently, but it's, that's not the way to hyperventilate. Mm. I pop my head up and I realize I'm a long way from shore. And I, so I'm like, got to get back to shore. This is a bad situation. Now I'm panicking and I'm a long way away from shore. And I start to swim to the shore, but I don't want to put my head back in the water. I don't want to put it in the tube. I'm just like, now I'm dog paddling. And I've got flippers on, but the tide is moving in such a way that I'm, I'm paddling to the shore and I appear not to be making any progress. Oh I appear God. actually to being, I'm, I feel like I'm being pulled out by the undertoad. <laughs> I'm pushing and pushing and now I'm really starting to panic because now I'm tired and I'm flailing and I say like, put your, put the tube back in. At least you can breathe through the tube, but I don't want to be in the tube. I'm hyperventilating. I'm panicking. I'm, I'm swimming and, and it's scared. Now I'm scared. Oh my God. And so I, so I, I get tired enough and scared enough that I roll over on my back because I've learned that you can, if you roll over in your back, you can at least float along and try and regulate your breathing but i just can't i just can't i cannot get calm and the, oh because the it's a high sea right the waves are crashing and i just don't you know i'm just not i don't like to be in that i'm have, if i'm on a boogie board i love to be in that but i'm on a snorkel mm-hmm. so i barely make it back to shore and i get there and i'm 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 heaving and i and you know, all the people that are there on the beach trying to have a nice time with their kid are suddenly dealing with this like ectoplasm that's washed up on shore, some dead whale 
it's still it's still wheezing a little bit like (gasps) is that you or an analogy or something else i'm the dead whale in this and so i'm scaring all the kids we were having such a nice day having such a nice day and then this guy decided he he was going to snorkel and then he couldn't handle it and so oh it's awful and so i get back in and now not only am i hyperventilating and panicking and feel like I almost drowned. But now I'm covered in shame because this is a simple little Wailea snorkel beach and daddy can't fucking get his shit together and daddy had a panic attack. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. Couldn't swim. It was bad. So the next day, fast forward to the next day, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm mad at the ocean and I'm more than being mad at the ocean, I'm mad at myself. And I'm like, listen, you cannot let yourself, this cannot be the, this can, you can't go back into the real world with Mm-mm. this having, hanging over your head because you You're gonna like have to go find the horse and get back on it. That's right. You like to snorkel. You need to get back on this horse. And so I go down to the beach and I'm, I'm like, oh, the waves are big and I'm going to boogie board. I like to boogie board and I don't feel worried about the waves, even when they tangle me all up. I do that for a while, and then I'm like, all right, your snorkel's sitting over there on the beach. you got to get back on the horse. And I put it on, and I go over to a different part of the beach, and I do my like three or four times putting, the, putting my head in the water. And then, I'm, then I get trapped in some like adjust my face mask uh, OCD where I'm standing there like chest deep in water adjusting my face mask for 20 minutes because I don't want to I, – I, I don't want to put my face in the water. So your head's still not really in the game. Not in the game, but I'm like, listen, you got to you gotta get right here. You got to get right with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I finally, I finally kind of, okay, here we go. And I put my face in the water and I'm like, I'm breathing a little bit too heavy. I'm not in a calm space, but I'm not panicking. And I'm like, listen, you know, I'm, and I'm, I'm a little hard on myself here. I'm like, you know, you figure this out. Like, don't go back out here when you're panicking. Mm-mm. But don't you go back to the beach either. So I get regulated and I get out there and I start paddling and I'm like, you're fine, you're fine. And I'm breathing fine. And I get out there to the reef and I'm looking around and I see some reef stuff, some coral and some starfish and some fish that come look at you. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is all fine. I did it. I'm fine. I have, I've conquered the thing and I'm still breathing a little heavy and I'm still not feeling comfortable out here but I I got back on the horse so now you can now you can go back to the beach like you're you you paid your dues here and rather than go into the beach by the by the reef where the waves are crashing I kind of I swim out a, a parallel to the beach where there's nothing to see it's just sand on the bottom and I'm kind of just floating along. It's like I'm, I'm done looking at stuff. I'm just trying to get back to the beach and keep my breathing calm. And I'm just floating over sand. And then out of the gloaming, I see a swimmer coming to me. And there's a lot of other swimmers out there. So I'm like, here comes a swimmer. That actually is, you know, that's calming. It means that there's another person that is surviving this experience. And then I... I'm watching the swimmer and then out of the gloaming comes the swimmer and it is a giant tortoise. What? As big as me. Are you kidding? A tortoise that is six foot in circumference. 
and he is swimming with his tortoise wings slowly and chill and he looks at me and I'm like whoa and instantly my breathing just goes to like and then all of a sudden I can hear the whale song there are whales all around us and I'm hearing all the all this fucking whale singing that I wasn't hearing before because I was breathing so hard and this turtle's super slow-mo and he turns just a little bit and just comes straight at me head on. And I'm like, what are you doing guy? And as he gets closer, I see that he's, you know, he's enormous and he, by choice, there's a whole ocean that he could be in. Uh-huh. He flies directly underneath me and six inches away so that I'm like, what, is he going to nibble on my peanuts? What's his plan? And he just goes right underneath me like, like uh, sending me some turtle love or something. And I'm looking at his big shell go underneath me like, I'm, like it's the opening of Star Wars. <laughs> turtle crawl. And so... <clears throat> Where it's talking about, uh, where it's talking about how the empire is in a trade dispute. That's right. And so then I flip around, and I get up alongside of him, and my kicking and and floating can match his. Like we're swimming side by side, and he's flapping his wings, and so I start flapping my wings, which are hands, <laughs> in sync with him, and we sail together in this like and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and he's fine with this and I'm fine with it we're grooving and we swim all the way back across the beach together and I I'm taking about one breath a minute at this point I'm just like I'm in all panic all panic that I ever felt has disappeared panic about 7th grade math tests is gone wow and I'm hearing like whales all around us and the and the tortoise is hearing the whales he hears it every day it's no big deal to him and he flies me back over to the reef where i had been kind of hesitating and scared and just like okay i see the reef all right all right all right and he flies me then into the reef like in like over it and into the canyons of the reef. Now I'm just following him and he stops every once in a while. doesn't really stop, but he like bends down and eats some little bit of something off the, off the ground or off the reef. And I'm just right behind him. And then he flies me over and there's another tortoise. This is the mama tortoise who's smaller than me. And then the, the big guy kind of takes off and he, he like hands me off. And now I'm flying with the mama tortoise. And so I do this for a while and I'm like, the waves are still kind of crashing and I'm like, okay, now some, now this has been something. And so I bid you adieu tortoise tortoises because you've got your own lives to lead. And I head back off the reef and I go again, back out across the sand to get parallel to the beach so that I can turn and go into the beach because I'm like not going to get any better than that mm-hmm. that was some heavy ass tortoise like connection where the tortoise 
said, somebody's freaking out and I'm going to go. Got to have a tortoise intervention. That's right. I'm just going to go intervene. I'm going to take him. I'm going to calm him down and I'm going to chill him out and take him over the reef with me. So I'm floating out, swimming along, back along the beach, just thinking about what happened, listening to the whale song. And then out of the gloaming comes another giant tortoise at the same place that I met the previous tortoise. Jeez. And this tortoise flies underneath me and basically says, would you care to join me on a trip back to the reef? And I say, I would. And so I turn around and this tortoise and I fly together all the way across the, and now I'm taking about a breath an hour. Just like, all is right with the world. These tortoises are doing some heavy, they're doing some heavy lifting with me. And this tortoise, the second one, actually appears to be syncing up its movements with me. Whoa. So it's like, are you, are you going to flap here? I'm going to flap with you. And we're looking at each other and just cold chilling. I go back to the reef with that tortoise. That tortoise kind of interacts with the mama tortoise, some tortoise way. And so in, all told, at this point, I've been out there an hour plus, you know, just like. Just Your family must have been worrying about you. Well, you know, I think you can look out and see. Well, I mean, from the beach, you look out and it's like, is that. Is that little stick sticking out of the water my guy or is it some other guy? And uh, But, you know, they don't really worry about me. They figure that either I'm going to live or I'm going to die. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so I finally get back to the beach and I'm in this state of of what I can only describe as like total hippiness where I get out and I'm just like, whoa, man. I mean, it's like, whoa. And then I go like that afternoon – I go to the grocery store to get some food and there's some little cheese ball like tortoise uh, candy dish carved out of koa wood or something on sale at the grocery store. Some real tourist crapola. Stuff I see at, at thrift stores all the time for 99 cents and I don't buy. But I look at this little koa wood tortoise and it looks just like my tortoise. Wow. It's got the little, it's got his little face. I'm like, I got to have this. And so now I'm buying, now I'm such a hippie that I'm buying tortoise crapola because I want to, I want to stay, I want to stay connected to this guy. You want to breathe once a minute again. Yeah. And so I bought this thing and now it's sitting on my piano full of keys. I look at it every day and I'm like, what a piece of crap that is. Mm. But it looks like my guy. It looks yep. like my spirit tortoise. Mm-hmm. And now I just don't know anything. I don't know. I don't know anything. What an experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm some, I, I was, there was, there's pre-tortoise and there's post-tortoise. Well, the story's got lots of parts to it. Uh, I mean, there's the, the scary part about how you're having some trouble in the water. The story got a little crazy yeah. when you were approached by a giant tortoise. But I think the story got special when you were handed off to a second tortoise. Right. Handed off. Like, mm -hmm. here you go. Talk about hive mind. I mean, there's something going on there. They, you know, they're like, are they, they must be like the Coast Guard, the Turtle Coast Guard. Well, they're old, right? Mm -hmm. So they know the deal. They've seen every kind of thing. And, you know, they've, they've watched the attack ships burn off the shoulder of Orion. Absolutely. And so this guy, I don't know what he was doing. He was sitting on the bottom or he was way, way off from the reef. He was doing turtle business. 
wow, these turtles, I looked up Hawaii turtle on Google Images, and they look like they have, it was a kind of, was it a sort of leopard spotty face? Leopard spotty. <gasps> They're amazing looking. They are amazing. They, they really do look like fantastical creatures. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I expected that because they are living in an ocean environment, that they move fast. They're not, they're not hanging out with you. They're, they're on their way to somewhere. And they're slow on land, but they're fast in the ocean. But they are not. They are, they are swimming. They are flying in super slow-mo. Mm. And that's what's amazing about snorkeling is that you are flying, but you're flying in slow motion. And these guys are, I mean, I could, I could easily keep pace with them and maybe they were slowing down just to chill with me mm-hmm. but uh but yeah they heard over the whale song they heard some kind of like huffing and puffing of a here guy comes, here comes a panicky snorkeler yeah here's a guy trying to master his uh domain and he's making it he's you know he survived it we're not going to go over to somebody who's flailing in the water Mm-mm. this guy's doing it but he needs a little extra push to realize that the ocean is his friend. Mm. And so here I am. Now I'm walking around and I feel like I'm going to buy a puka shell necklace and I feel like I'm going to start like carrying a yoga mat with me. And mm-hmm. I just feel like everything is all is right with the world and all I need is some positivity and some Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'll be back in the game. I don't, I don't know what to say. That's, that's, that sounds like a very moving experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how often how often do you have that? I mean, most of the th- most of my experience with wildlife is I'm out, uh, you know, feeling like the crows are watching me, mm-hmm. or um, or I'm in the woods and I'm ringing a bell and I'm saying "Ho, bear, ho, bear," uh, or uh, or there's a possum in my walls. How did your family respond to the uh, anecdote? Your, your mother in particular. I'm curious what she thought of it. Well, mom wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter. Uh, is at that age where she doesn't believe that things exist that she can't see. So I was like, the the sea is full of giant tortoise. And she was like, blah, 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 blah. She was like, airplanes are funny. I'm like, yeah, all right. Well, one of these days you're going to snorkel and you're going to see a giant tortoise and then we will be communing at that level. Uh, And then uh, my daughter's mother is an avid snorkeler. And she was, when I had had my panic attack the day before, she was very, um, she was very supportive, but there was an, also an, uh, there was also an angle of like, I, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but she didn't, she was sympathetic, mm-hmm. let's say, but it was a kind of sympathy. Like she was, was like tolerant. Yeah. She was like, I'm sorry that you had a panic attack. I've scuba dived in uh, in Sumatra. Uh, Sumatra now is my new meme. Mm-hmm. I've scuba dived in Sumatra, but you had a panic attack off of Waimea, the gentlest of all places. <laughs> so I'm I'm very sympathetic to you, but not really. And so I was like, I you know I'm not getting any sympathy around here. I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to take this trail on my own. But I came back and talked about the tortoises and. Uh, and then it was revealed that that was fairly unusual and that she had never had that experience. No tortoise had ever come to her in the... And she's done a lot more of the snorkeling. Oh, tons. And scuba. She's a scuba-er. scuba And mm-hmm. so 
when I was following this tortoise through the reef, there were snorkelers all around me, but they had not been invited into the reef by a tortoise. Mm-hmm. And so they were having the, they were having a very different experience. They were floating along and tortoises seemed to them to be things that dwelled down below and that they could see and have like, have that experience of like, I saw a, tur- a turtle. Mm-hmm. I saw one, but like my tortoise was taking me into his world and saying, Hey, I want you to meet my friend. Mm-hmm. So that was a thing where I was like, who's scuba dived off the coast of Sumatra now. <laughs> hmm. Right. Right. So I don't, you know, so now I don't know anything. Mm. All my cynicism is gone. I'm breathing once an hour. Mm-hmm. You think about, you still think about the turtle. Oh yeah. 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 Well, I think about it. I think about it now. Cause my little key, cause he's like sitting on my piano. Full of keys. So, what's a what's a what's a brother supposed to do now? I you know, know, I'm starting to see that the that the regretsy is largely turkey themed. Oh, I think it's because it was probably around Thanksgiving. There's like 80 things that look like turkeys. If you go back, it'll be it's Halloween right before that. Oh, I see, I see, I see. I now you've you've had one of those peak experience type things that people talk about. Now, uh, now, in how do you think that'll end up affecting you? You're probably still processing this. I mean, are, is it something now where you're going to go seek out more of these? Because I mean, can you even seek out this kind of adventure? Because it seems to me like the turtle came to you. Well, yeah, but I feel like this is that whole industry of this is the whole hippie um, eat, pray, love industry of people that are out seeking uh, transformative experiences. Yeah. And I do not want to get into that racket mm. where I'm like, oh, I'm going up to Machu Picchu. That's, too, that's kind of two things you don't like. It's kind of, uh, it's a form of substance abuse, uh, like chasing the dragon, uh, and it's kind of an eel. And it's a little bit of an eel. It's a little that's bit of exactly an eel. Right. I mean, it's like, it's like saying, I want a new habit. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're a frequent flyer on Malaysia Airlines. Yeah. You're going, you're going to dolphin tours everywhere. Having dolphins. having dolphins help deliver kids for you and stuff. Yeah, like exactly. That. I don't want to swim with the dolphins. No, I feel like that's actually if the dolphin swim to you. If the, the dolphin were to swim to you serendipitously, that'd be a different matter. Especially if it was an off-brand, non-corporate dolphin, there a wild go. dolphin, if you like. There you go. If you're if I'm if I'm out in the ocean listening to whale songs and a dolphin comes over, come on, it's like na 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 na. Whatever they, however they talk, chicka 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 chicka. I sound like Charo. I would say, that's when you know you're around the bend when you start talking to wild dolphins. That sound like Charo, like on The Tonight Show. Yeah, they're wearing a banana hat and they're going coochie, coochie, coo. Coochie, coochie to you also, dolphin friend. If that happens, yes. fuck yeah. But I'm not going to go to some place off of the coast of Israel where the dolphins are like manacled <laughs> or or worse. The disputed dolphin territory? Yeah, that they've been psychologically uh, uh, abused. Oh, they got shamooed. They got shamooed where they yeah. can't leave the beach now because, <laughs> because they are addicted to dolphin chow or whatever <laughs> humans have done. That's they've not- been dosing their, their uh, dolphin chow. Yeah, they've been, you know, they're handing out like uh, little little uh, kibbles and bits. What? How do you know the dolphins aren't out there chasing the dragon? Maybe they want to have a better human experience and they just can't afford it because they're hooked on dolphin chow. That's the thing. They're, they're, they say that they're smarter than us, John. I don't know. They're sitting around the beach. They hear a guy panicking somewhere off off of Haifa, 
Mm-hmm. He's snorkeling. He's not having a good day. Nope. The, the dolphins all turn and they're like, should we go help this guy? Should we go take him on a spirit quest? And then there's some ding-a-ling waiting out with dolphin chow ringing some bell. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. Come and get it. Or the, or, or the, little, the, the little covered wagon comes out from under the kitchen saying, oh, I love that wagon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the dolphins are like, ah, oh, well, that guy's on his own. The, yeah. the, the snorkeler's having a bad day and that, and that he's going to have to solve that for himself because I'm not leaving. Can't save everybody. And that's, that seems like a bummer. That's not the kind of experience I want to have. No, I don't want to go It would on. suck to die knowing you're being ignored by, by a dolphin. They're dolphins. All, you can hear them. Yeah. Coochie, coochie, coo. You're like, help me. Help me get over this. <laughs> I'm falling. I'm sinking fast. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, and they're like, yeah. Or you're <laughs> like on some Yeti tour. New dolphin phone. Who dis? <laughs> 